Welcome back to the Power Six Podcast. Here's your host, Isaiah Rose. All right, guys, welcome back to a very exciting edition of the Power Six Podcast. This is our 15th episode. We're hitting another huge milestone in our journey in this podcast trial. Um, this is going to be our biggest and baddest episode for sure. Um, we thought about making this a two-part episode, but you know what? We're going to go for it all at once and give it to you guys full force. Um, you know, yeah. We witnessed, yeah, we witnessed a lot of a uh, ton of upsets, honestly, this past week in rivalry week. Well, you know, we'll touch on that in the reactions this week. We have the whole crew. We got Bradley, Connor, Devin, Headley, Max and myself, Isaiah. And you know what? Let's get the show on the road. Max, what's our agenda looking like? Thank you very much, Isaiah. It is championship week. After this weekend, we're going to know who the champs are. We're going to know who the playoff uh, consists of. We're going to know all the bowl games. Uh, so we're getting in the thick of it now, which is really fun. Um, super good weekend, of course, for college football. Uh, and with that, we'll get into the reaction for this last week. And for the first time in a while, we have a Husker win to react to. Uh, Nebraska beats Iowa 24 to 17 in Iowa City to win the Heroes Trophy and to win the Corn Bowl. Um, and let me just say that was a super fun game. It was way more stressful than it needed to be coming down to the wire. I'm glad Mark Whipple is going to be gone because I think that had a lot to do with it. We didn't need to change our offensive game plan like we did. Um, but it's really nice to beat Iowa for the first time in a long time. I'll just say that. Very nice. You know, we kind of almost gave it away there at the end. You know, even when we were up 24 to zero, I was still kind of like, we could lose this game. And it almost happened. Uh, huge game for us. You know, you win the turnover battle. Defense had a lot of pressure, um, which forced two of those turnovers by both quarterbacks for Iowa, which was huge. Um, but yeah, that I just, it was a great game. But I will say Iowa probably has the worst offensive line in the Big Ten because our defense was not penetrating like that all year. And we were just getting to the quarterback almost every play. Yeah, their offensive line sucked. Their team kind of really sucked that game. Yeah, they did. It's pretty Connor? awesome. Yeah. Uh, Iowa fan? Iowa did suck. Props to Nebraska, <laughs> though. They, they did play well. Um Cooper DeGene injury was huge as his the guy who came Dude, in for he him got gave up smoked. The guy their, his backup gave up every touchdown and a muffed punt because Cooper DeGene returns punts. But no excuses. Nebraska did play a better game. So congrats. Yeah, those those two injuries. Row, man. Those two injuries were huge for Nebraska, especially Cooper DeGene on like the first offensive drive for Nebraska. And yeah. then same with uh Pete Trask. Uh, first drive for Iowa I, as well. I don't know how damaging that was. Peach that wasn't too damaging. Kind of like, they kind of seemed to have like the same results. Yeah, that wasn't too damaging. But, I mean, Petrus had been playing his best football of the season the last few weeks. But he started off shit. But probably didn't matter too much. It was nice to see Nebraska play a game – it, it kind of was a reversal of roles for this game because normally it's Iowa getting turnovers, Nebraska committing the penalties, that kind of stuff. Uh, but this game, Iowa had more penalties. Iowa had a lot of costly turnovers, which helped Nebraska big time in this game, obviously. Um, Nebraska was able to score off of each of those Iowa turnovers, besides the, the final interception, of course. Um, 
So that was that was the huge, you know, difference in the game, really. And then Trey Palmer, nine receptions, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Man, we are going to miss Trey Palmer. I think he's going to be a baller in the NFL. Wakes though. Up pissed off, man. He just wakes yeah. up pissed off some days, and he scores a lot of touchdowns. I like it when that happens. Yeah, I overall, genuinely... it was a very, yeah, very good game plan by the Huskers on Friday. I was I was impressed to see how well they played against that Iowa defense. Um, I feel like I've been saying it all year when it came to Iowa. All it was going to take is a couple big plays. If you get a couple big plays that score a couple touchdowns, it's going to be hard for Iowa's offense to keep up. And for the most part of the game, Nebraska just kept their foot on the gas pedal and continued to continue to put pressure on Petrus and Padilla when he came into the game. And like Isaiah, I was worried until about, you know, midway through the third quarter, uh, because the last two weeks that we jumped out to big leads. And then at some point we just lost our footing and I'm glad we were able to see us put, put, put the closer on it. And I think it gives the guys something to look forward to this off season and to move forward in the next season. So I'm excited to see the direction they're going. Yeah. in classic Nebraska fashion, we tried so hard to lose that game when we were dominating the whole game minus the second half. Um, but I'm excited for our, our new hire. Uh, he knows how to win games in the fourth quarter. Doesn't know how to beat a ranked team, though. Didn't. No, I guess not. But we'll get into that later. Let's but, yeah. get into uh, it now. Yeah, wait, we can. We can wait, start with that. Wait, 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 so wait, 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 Nebraska. Hey, hey, hey! I want to just want to say one thing before we get to this. I'm just glad the Corn Bowl Trophy is back in its rightful home in Lincoln, Nebraska. I agree. It hasn't been here for a while. Minus. We haven't seen a trophy in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that point when I saw the the like social media pictures of our players on the plane with the trophy and them lifting the trophy after the game. I was like, it has been so long since I've seen a player in a Nebraska football uniform hold any kind of trophy. Yeah. So that was just nice. Yeah. The last time it was, well, our last bowl game, right? We won. Um, I mean, yeah, it depends if you count the like $5 bits of broken chair trophy with Minnesota. We'll count That's, that. It's not officially recognized, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I like, I think it's a great show. We need to, we need to find the positives here and there. Yeah. Exactly. So that was nice to see. Um, let's talk about the Moscow rule, man. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. So Nebraska gets the new coaching hire. Um, Matt rule is the new Nebraska head coach had his press conference the other day or yesterday, actually. Um, and I, I think it's a really good hire. He's a program, you know, rebuilder. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I agree. Yeah. This press conference was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. You know, at first I was kind of skeptical. And then, you know, I kind of did some more research on him, how he's turned around programs. And just listening to his speech on the press conference, the guy wants to be here. He said in it, I could be out golfing right now and be getting paid as just as much as I am right now. Um, he said he might, he thought about taking a year off of coaching, but he just, him and his family, they thought that Nebraska was the right fit. And I, I'm very excited to see what he does this off season with getting recruits, hiring coaches. I really hope he keeps Mickey on staff because one of the things he said is he wants to make sure he's interviewing staff and figure out the guys that want to be here. And that's going to help him make his decision. And I feel like Mickey out of all the guys we have right now is going to be probably the only coach that stays because the guy lives and breathes Nebraska football. He wants to be here. He wants to turn the program around. I think he'll be a big key with Matt rule and his staff. 
I am so excited, man. Sorry, Devin. You, you, I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna go, Devin. No, go, go ahead. You go ahead. Cause I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the exact opposite of what Isaiah okay. was saying. Um, what our last uh, hire was a home run hire, and uh, you know how that went. So, um, I think I'll have my opinion on this in three, four, or five years. Um, but I'm really uh, the Schick and Nick show has dubbed the uh, the Moscow Rule. And I'm very excited for uh, this September when my golf, my handicap's going to be like a three at that point. And um, I'm going to be, we're all going to be sipping on uh, Moscow rules, watching the Huskers win. I, I did like what he said about the offensive line. I, I, I'm really excited about that. He's very into building the lines. And I think that that's, uh, that's pretty important with Big Ten football. And it seems like Nebraska has been running away from Big Ten football since we joined it, trying to st- find some way around it. And I, I think we're finally buying in. We're going to commit to playing and recruiting like a big 10 team. And I think it's going to, I think we will be better. How much better? I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same, same boat, Headley. I, I'm going to have a better formed opinion after it's been a couple years to see what he actually does with the program. Uh, my thoughts personally, I think it's an okay hire. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, he was at, he was at Temple for, you know, three years. Then he four. left and he went four years. Then he left and went to Baylor for three. And so I just – I don't think he's been anywhere long enough to create a solid foundation before he just – he leaves for a better offer. And Isaiah, to your point about him saying he could – he would rather be – he could be golfing and making just as much money and that his family thought it was a right fit. There were reports saying that rule originally – declined Nebraska if it was the right fit I don't understand why he would have wanted to do that and you know those are all just sources and nothing confirmed but it'll be interesting to see I also think once when they hired Scott Frost he made a point about building an offensive line and making getting back to the trenches of you know the old 90s Husker football and I we're just hearing the same thing but because it's a new coach People are getting behind it and they're excited about it. And until I see them play and win football games, it's I think it's a hire that we're just going to have to wait and see. I think it's a – I'm going to just touch on this. I think part of why it was rumored that he turned it down is because he did think about, like, taking that year off, spend time with his family and whatnot, just to kind of relax because football is, you know, it's an all-year thing. Even during the offseason, they're trying to get players and whatnot. So I think that's probably part of the key. Maybe the money at first, maybe he didn't like it. Maybe that's what it was. And they came back with him at a different offer. and It was more like what he wanted. But I think the guy, his experience, yeah, he doesn't stay at programs for very long. But he knows how to turn things around. And those two teams that he's left, they've been better since. I uh, I have not heard any reports that it was turned down. Um, originally by Matt Rule. The only reports I heard is that it, the deal was going to fall through originally just because Nebraska had to work out some contractual nuances with Matt Rule's contract with the Panthers because he was still going to be paid by them with the buyout. Um, so that's all I heard. Matt Rule himself said that he never turned down the Nebraska job at all. And then Trev Alberts said that nobody um, in the whole entire coaching search ever turned down Nebraska. They didn't get turned down by anyone. So I do not think that that is true. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, the reality is that college football hires, head coaching hires, are just a total toss-up. You have absolutely no idea 
how they're actually going to work. Um, everyone thought Scott Frost was going to be great, and he wasn't. No one really thought Sam Pittman was going to be all that special at Arkansas, and they've been really good. Um, everyone thought Dan Mullen was a great hire at Florida. He is now fired. They have a new head coach. Nick Saban wasn't that revered of a hire at Alabama when he was originally hired. Now they've won more national championships than anyone. So, I mean, it, you literally, Jimbo Fisher was supposed to be a great hire at AM. They're terrible. Literally have no idea. So I would completely agree that I have no idea. I'll have to reassess after three years, four years, five years. But on paper, because right now all we can do is speculate. So there's no point in going, yep, I don't know. We'll see in five years. Like that's the truth. But on paper, I think this is a good hire for Nebraska. He's shown that he can rebuild programs. The situation at Baylor, they practically got the death penalty after what happened to that program. He started 111, then went seven and six, and then went uh, 111 games. Um, at Temple, he did the same thing. He he went two and ten his first year, seven wins his second year, and then his last two years he went ten and three, ten and three. Had Temple ranked, um, I think it's really impressive. He had more NFL draft picks in his tenure at Temple did than the entire rest of the Temple history of their program. So I think he develops guys. I think he's a program builder. And uh, the fact is, the NFL resume doesn't mean anything either because we've seen other college head coaches go to the NFL and suck, and then come to the college and do really good. I.e. Nick Saban. So. Yeah, all that being said, that's that. that's where I'm at. at all. Not worried about that at all. Um, can we move on to the another school in the Big Ten West? This, yes, this surprised can. me. This surprised <laughs> uh, so me a lot. So Wisconsin hired um, Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle. I agree, Headley. This one came out of nowhere for me. I, I didn't think Luke Fickle was going to leave Cincinnati, especially not for Wisconsin. I thought Jim Leonard had that position locked up. I thought up. Leonard was their guy. I thought they loved him. And yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes now. Like, what, where's Jim Leonard going to end up? Because I, I bet it's not going to be Wisconsin. I would hope not. I think Wisconsin did Jim Leonard so dirty. And they did, man. They fired Paul Chris like, out of nowhere in the middle of the season, which, I mean, I guess not out of nowhere. He was kind of on the hot seat. But I think they did Jim Leonard so dirty. And It was a Bo Pelini-type fire. Yeah. He had been pretty successful, yeah. and then he started off rocky. Yes. But on top of that, um, with Luke Fickle, I am shocked that they announced it now because they still got a bowl game to go, and that just throws off team dynamics. So, I don't know. I I feel bad for Jim Leonard. I hope uh, – hey, man, come to Nebraska, be the D.C., and uh, we'll hey, – Come get a little bit of revenge. Yeah, we'll get a little yeah. bit of revenge, Jim Leonard. He's, he's out for blood against the badge, let me tell you. It'll it'll be interesting because at one point people said that Jim Leonard was a candidate for the Nebraska's head coaching job. Then Paul Chris gets fired. He takes over as the interim head coach for Wisconsin, and everybody thought, well, we've no chance at going for him anymore because he's going to probably take the Wisconsin job, and then just blindsided. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trev maybe talked to Jim Leonard. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool if he ended up at Nebraska. But, um, Luke Fickle, I'm kind of, that kind of scares me, man. Kind of scares me that we're gonna have to play that every year. I am not scared, honestly. Oh yeah. It's, How are you not scared, bro? It's Luke Fickle's a really good hire. Hey, I, I, I don't disagree, but this is one person I was glad that I didn't get the Nebraska job because we've already pulled up a, a group of five head coach, um, and he did bad. And I was glad we didn't get that because I just – I didn't want that. 
Yeah, but to your point, Isaiah, Luke Fickle's been at Cincinnati for a while, it feels like. They made it to the playoffs. Um, he definitely has a better resume, I will Scott say. Scott Frost was only at UCF for t- three years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. And so uh, I, I would have I, I gladly took Luke Fickle under my wing. and I, I do think Frost was kind of – I think Frost was a homer pick. Frost was also shorthanded with during his time at UCF when they went undefeated because arguably they could have been in the playoffs the same way that Cincinnati was. Yeah, but Cincinnati in my in my back to back in my opinion, years. Cincinnati in the playoffs back to back years. No, but they were in the same boat as UCF where they were very good. Could have arguably been in the playoffs, got shorthanded by the committee, and then the next year or two years after came back. Oh, I think I think Frost could have done that. Um, if he would have stayed at UCF, I think as soon as he left UCF, that program kind of fell. They lost, they lost players, you know, other people on their coaching staff left. It's, it's all, he said, she said, what if, and all this other stuff. I, but I kind of agree with Isaiah. He doesn't, he's got a group of five coaching experience. Uh, and it, we'll just have to see if it translates to the big 10. To me, I think the big 10 is probably the toughest conference to play in, uh, let alone coaching. So we'll see. Yeah. Didn't He's Luke Fickle? Didn't Luke Fickle coach um, like an OC or DC for Ohio State? Yeah, he's State? got experience in in the Big Ten at Ohio. State. He was an assistant at Ohio State for a long while under um, under Jim Tressel and then Urban Meyer, and he was head coach at Ohio State for one season in, in 2011. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he came to Memorial and lost. Yeah, that's right. That is was that right. The, was that the biggest comeback in Nebraska history? Game? That was. That was in and in Luke Fickle's defense, that was the year that Ohio State had scandals happen and they had to fire Jim Tressel and Luke Fickle took over in May. Uh, so that was yeah. a very tough situation. Yeah. Um. They, the the West this are not not the West the the whole Big Ten. It looks like they're they're moving toward being the premier football league in college mm-hmm. football. There's a like, lot there of great coaches. Impressive coaches. Yes. Like the lineup of coaches that Nebraska will play against next year is just insane. You get it is. PJ Every... Fleck, Jim Harbaugh, um, Fitzpatrick. Uh, you're going to, we're going to play against Dion in Colorado. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. Um, Prime time, baby. Yeah. Glad that's a great point. Plus you got Brett Bielema still in the conference. Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. I mean, Brett it's, uh, yeah. It's it's loaded, that's for sure. Speaking of coaching changes, Connor. I am Brian Ferentz. Probably not. Iowa, you don't think they're going to make a move? Kirk needs to retire. They need to fire Brian Ferentz. But will I, I think it's Brian Ferentz. I don't. They need. I don't, I don't think, think they're going to. Yeah, I don't I think don't it's think... Kirk that's the problem. It's his style's kind of it's outdated now. That's for sure. But yeah, I, I'd be scared if we got a new head coach because Kirk does win. That's for sure. Yeah, they find Kirk for play. sure knows how to win, but his son just needs. He needs. To he needs get to get an here. offensive coordinator and actually give that coordinator the full reins of the offense. And then I think he could be a good coach. But you, you excited he, for Petrus to come back for a sixth year? Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> Petrus is. Did him. he not walk? I thought he walked on senior day. He's done. He well, did walk, but he still does have an extra year, so Chris he still Kirk, could come back. You should go for McNamara. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or, I bet, or I bet he card. goes to uh, – actually, no. I was thinking this about Padilla. Padilla entered the transfer portal. I bet he goes to Northwestern. He just seems like a Northwestern quarterback to me. I don't think P- uh, Padilla is going to a Power 5 conference. Really? You think he's going to uh, USF? Down Something like that. I don't think Padilla is that good either. <laughs> a 1-11 one team. Hudson Card or McNamara? Oh. Hudson Dude. Card. Can, I'd take one of them. Can Iowa's offense just stay bad? Please. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> What's like? kind of their culture is that they just kind of have a not very great offense, you know, yeah. but they're, the rest defense. of their team is just fucking amazing. Just amazing. And every once in a while when they have a good offense, they're good. Yeah. I guess speaking, yeah. speaking of QBs moving, Spencer Radler. Dude, I've heard these rumors. I'm Big all for rumor. it, man. I'm all for it. Hey, you, you know what, you know, uh, what, what does Phil say? What does Phil say? You know. Rumors are always true. Yeah. Rumors yeah. are always yeah. true. Rumors are true most of the time. I absolutely hate Spencer Rattler. I, I, hope I don't want it. Him. I don't want it. To be fair, there, Spencer Rattler, Rattler has not officially entered uh, the transfer portal. So no, he'll probably he'll probably if he's going to, he'll say after because uh, South Carolina made it to the bowl game. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a lot to transfer twice in two years. Uh, it's, yeah, but Spencer Rattler's got a big enough ego to do that. And I'm yeah. a little scared that Casey is going to do the same. I think Casey's got a pretty big ego that I would love to have Spencer Rattler come over. It sounds like it sounds like Casey. Matt Rule is. I would love to keep Casey. He has been putting in a big effort to keep Casey. You know, we yeah, sat down and talked with him and his father, uh, spending time with them and just kind of talking about the game plan. And I know Rule said that he's wanted Casey to be their quarterback. Um, now, you know, that could, of course, all change depending on who ends, enters the transfer portal next year uh, after the season is done. But I, I hope it's not Rattler. I just don't know where Casey would go. Transferring from I know, Texas to Nebraska. And then, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to go to a, a bigger program. But he's good enough. Yeah, we'll see. Wabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess after all that, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, probably, I mean, probably just kind of huge news, but Auburn hires uh, Hugh Freeze from Liberty. Um, and I can't believe they actually did this. I cannot is... believe this one, man. This one's more of a surprise to me than, um, uh, Luke Fickle. Yeah, I would agree. I, I thought Hugh Freeze would be staying at Liberty. No power five program was actually going to take that kind of risk and that kind of baggage with Hugh Freeze's past. Um, yeah, apparently yeah. part of the deal was that Hugh Freeze can't have access to his social media accounts anymore. And Auburn also hired, hired a PR team for the backlash that would come from this hire. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that is, pretty um, bad. Max, I know you said it in our group chat, but you had mentioned briefly, like about his baggage. Can you, can you tell everybody about what happened to Hugh Freeze? Cause personally, I don't even know who he is, but Real quick, I'm glad to see that Cadillac Williams is going to stay on staff. That's good. Up Hugh Freeze. That's very good. Uh, yeah, Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss before Liberty, and he uh, was at really good there. Beat Alabama a couple times, ended up having a 10-win season at Ole Miss. Really good, especially for that program. But he had uh, instances where he had, um, like, escorts numbers that were dialed on his 
work phone at Ole Miss. So it was either he was using them or a lot of people say he was using the escorts to entice recruits to go to Ole Miss. Um, so that's really bad. And that's why he was fired. And then at Liberty, there was a girl who accused a Liberty football player of like sexual assault and even raping her. And he was in her DMs asking if they could like talk over the situation. And then she never responded. And then he DM'd her on Twitter again and told her like, why are you doing this to this player? He's a really good leader and all that stuff. And like gaslighting this lady instead of just letting the university in the DMing her on Twitter. So Hugh Freeze, and there's other things in his past too. It's pretty bad, actually. That is insane that Auburn's taken that that jump. Yeah. Honestly. That's oh man. He's when a really he, shitty human being. When yeah. you're desperate enough for a coach. I, I will say his his football record, he's a really good head <laughs> football coach. And he's shown that at Ole Miss, he's shown that at Liberty, right? They've been ranked the last couple of years really good. And I mean, that's the only, obviously, the only thing that that Auburn is going off of in this hire, you know. So it's crazy yeah, that wonder... Liberty hired him, the largest Christian university in the in the world. They hired him after that, after the fallout at Ole Miss. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, anyway, that's Auburn's where that's better than morals. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I I actually agree with that. I uh, think Auburn is. Go ahead, Heather. Oh, no, never mind. I was going to segue. Oh, I'll just say real quick. I think Auburn is a really toxic program because their previous head coach, Brian Harson, they tried to uh, frame him for like having an affair that never really happened so they could have an excuse to fire him because <laughs> he was really bad. And then they fired Brian Harson and all of the administration that tried to get Brian Harson fired and, you know, trying to fire him for having an affair. And now they're bringing in a head coach who is married, who had an affair with escorts. So... <laughs> No, he could. It's possible that he used them to, to bribe young men. Yes, seventeen-year-old high school kids to go to the school. No, it's not that bad. (laughs) Let's talk about the game. (laughs) Okay, let's get into let's get into some actual results here. Good discussion on the coaching hires. Uh, Like you said, Headley, let's get into the game. Michigan beats Ohio State forty-five twenty-three. Michigan absolutely dominated that second half. Really impressive to see. Jim Harbaugh owns Ryan Day now. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Max, you were on Reddit, and a lot of the Ohio State fans were coming for uh, Ryan Day's neck. They were very upset. They wanted Ryan Day Insane. gone. It's yeah, crazy. You, your team's 11-1. and one. I get yeah, you, lost, you lost, you lost your biggest rival. You lost your biggest rival. I get it. Two years in a row. But literally, you, you can't be this upset. You can't. It's just yeah. un, it's unjust. These, these fans, man, they're – they're insane. Like Alabama fans were doing the same thing, kind of talk about Nick Saban a little bit. It's just insane. But I honestly thought the uh, so the score was 45 23 Michigan over Ohio State. I thought it was going to be that score, but Ohio State. I did not give Michigan the respect they deserve. And they, uh, they came back and slapped me in the face and told me that I'm not a good podcaster. So thanks a lot. Jim Harbaugh. Michigan has something to prove this year after the absolute ass beating they took last year from Georgia. They are ready to get another shot. And I really hope they do get to play Georgia again. Um, And from the looks of it, it might be in the title game. So depending on how the rankings go with them at one and two. And of course, if Georgia beats LSU, 
Is LSU number four? No, no LSU is LSU's 15. LSU is 14. Oh, the in the in out. the championship. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. The the official ranking, uh, college football playoff rankings for this week are out, and and LSU is 14. USC number four. USC is four. I do have all the rankings updated in the in the notes and in the spreadsheet for this oh, week's we'll get game, to this. So. I can't yes, wait sir. for this discussion. Yeah, this can be very good discussion. Oh. One last thing I gotta say, I'd like to say if we're ready to move on from Michigan, Ohio State, is that Michigan, their second half defense in the last second game or in their last seven games, has only allowed twenty points in um in totality through those seven games in the second half. That's two point eight six points per game in the second half. Yeah, they're welcome. Um, so their defense is humming right now. Yeah, they're wow. they're welcome for a Nebraska second half shutout. Yeah. You're welcome, Michigan. It- I think we're going to be talking about Michigan and Ohio State quite a bit this episode with uh, what's at stake this this uh, this week. Big stakes. We want to move on to South Carolina Clemson. Yeah, we can get to it. So uh, South Carolina upsets Clemson 31-30. This result's huge. Uh, South Carolina's gone on a roll right now. We already mentioned Spencer Rattler and the job that he's been doing. Um, but Clemson's playoff hopes are now officially dashed, which they looked like they were going to have a decent shot, but not after that one. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer Rattler is a dog, man. Yeah, thank thank God for the, the Cox, man. The albino. The hey, Cox, the Cox and the gopher money line. Cox. They, they truly were the, the parlay that was meant to be, and it hit. <laughs> <laughs> Always bet on the Cox, baby. Always bet on the Cox. Uh, always. Yeah, Just no. the games they win. <laughs> thank God. Thank God Clemson lost. I mean, I'm biased. I hate Clemson. I don't know why. I don't second, like Dallas. Sweeney. Second. I, I just, yeah, I'm also not a fan. They've they've never done me wrong, but man, I just do not like Clemson. <laughs> so I'm glad they're to see at, they're at the top, man. They're at the top. They're just yeah. a good football program right now. Well, it's gonna be crazy when they lose this week against North Carolina, too. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> underdog. underdog of the week. This is uh this is could have been a trivia question, but not really because it's really geography. But did you guys know that Clemson, South Carolina, has the smallest population of all um, Power Five college towns? Really? Yeah, smallest wow. population. That is crazy. What's the population? Yeah. Uh, I think it's like small. Uh, I don't even. I think it's like twenty thousand. <laughs> really? That's what? crazy. I mean, and That's like to my be fair, it's, it's it's in, it's in college town. It's in western. South Carolina, and there's a ton of other like towns around. It's a very populated area, but the actual town of Clemson, South Carolina, is very small, you know. But anyway, I'm I'm beyond honest. I didn't even know the town was called Clemson. Mm. Yes, I thought it was just the college name. That's fair. Dumb. The more you know, the more you know. Hey, come on. I didn't know either. I'm just kidding. Hey, (laughs) Brad Dumb, Brad Dumb. Oh, you want to talk about Brad Dumb? Wait, can you tell me where the Heisman house is, Isaiah? Yeah, I've still been <laughs> looking in, for it. It's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, I've still been looking for it. All right, Wait, what is this about? I missed little, it. Little sidetrack, little sidetrack. Uh, Heisman house commercial came on, and Isaiah asked where it was. 
It's a oh, fake, like it it's wasn't a fake, a fake house. house. Just a commercial for who does <laughs> I don't even know who those commercials. He, he has to like all the Wait, height, like Eric Crouch is raising his kids there. Or something. It's like <laughs> No, I did not. Yes, I, no, did. I did not. They're yes, like, oh, what do you think? It is a frat house where all the Heisman winners are. Yeah, it's like Odin no, Baker. You actually, no, yes, you thought it was a real did. place? Like, yeah, he like, thought, thought it was real. It was a real yeah. place like Fansville? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I wonder where Fansville is. Man. Where's Fansville? Well, Fansville is real. Fansville is Fansville is Omaha, Nebraska, man. Okay, sorry, sorry. I just had to. I had to get Isaiah's baggage out there. Fuck you, Brad. Let's <laughs> let's yeah, move on. Larry Culpepper's a real doctor too. All right, next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next up, uh, Oregon State beats Oregon in the Civil War, thirty-eight to thirty-four. Um, at one point, with uh, under five minutes to go in the third quarter, the Ducks were leading this game thirty-one to ten, and uh, they did a lot of things to absolutely choke this away. Huge win for the Beave, and a super entertaining game. Yeah, uh, Oregon looks like Nebraska. You know, they just they found every single way they could to lose the game, and they did it. It was terrible. I've never like I've never seen a game happen like that. Even with Nebraska, that was just terrible. Dan Lanning's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Absolute he, moron. That fourth and, though, that fourth and one play. He did it yes, again. He did it against the Washington. Fourth and too. one play where he they clearly they were pretty close to getting it. They just got up there and snapped it. They didn't let them review it. And it was a huge play. Like, I think they were up by 14 I, at that point, maybe. I don't know if they were but up by that much. They were, but they were also in on their 30. Yeah. So they did that against Washington, too, and lost. And they did it against the Beave and lost. I don't know what Dan Lane was bet thinking. on the Ducks. I bet on the Ducks, man. I put yeah, him in a yeah, parlay. Like you bet on the Ducks. I, Dude, I, Brad had a only, tough day, man. I, it, was hey, it, was a, it was a tough, tough one there. Bad day. Oh, I had Minnesota money line, and that that hit. Uh, then I had Indiana, Purdue under that hit, and I needed Oregon to win by three points, and they were up by twenty one. So it was tough. Uh, bad beat. Very bad beat. Yeah, it was. So, I also needed the duck. Yeah, there. The duck. I'd, I could have. I could have won two parlays and the duck didn't day. do enough push ups for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, screw it. No, I'd screw the duck. Screw the duck. Sorry, Jared. Tough, tough game. Sorry, Jared, but fuck the ducks. Sorry, Jared. Sorry, Jared. Congrats, Jared, as well. Congrats, Jared. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about that is I'm actually a little disappointed that I I really like our Utah-USC Pac-12 matchup. I'll say that. But they already played. Oregon has not played USC yet this year. So if Oregon would have won that game, they would have gone. And I would have liked to have seen the Oregon USC matchup. Would have been I, that would have, that would have I been was cool. pumped about that game, guys. It opened up the door for the Utes to get in the into the conference championship yeah. and keep yeah. my bet alive. Yeah, did, you know that was did you know that was uh, what could happen, Headley? No, I thought I thought it was dead until like oh. That's awesome. End of the fourth, end of the fourth quarter, like or near the end, the announcer started talking about you know the scenarios in the Pac-12. So that's massive. And I, got I thought, yeah, I thought Washington uh, clinched it. Um, I didn't realize that Utah even still had a chance. There was a, a bunch of really weird scenarios that needed to happen um, in the Pac-12, and the only way that Utah could get in is if they won, Oregon State won. 
Washington won, and UCLA won. They needed wow. those, those four things to happen. They all, all four happened. So Utah found their way into the championship game. Yeah. It was like those three games would have been insane. Yeah. It was like the least likely thing to happen for the, the other Pac 12 team, but they, uh, it, it worked out. Utah must have wished on a shooting star or something, man. Yeah. Now they get a, another they go at USC, the even though they won't go away game. from Iowa. Yeah, they did. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's get into Minnesota, Wisconsin here. We don't even touch on this one too much because it doesn't really mean a ton but i just want to bring this up shitty big 10 teams man (laughs) i did just want to say that i I did think this kind of i mean i'm sure they already had it as a done deal but for jim leonard i mean that's just tough not to beat your rival and then kind of finish six and six on the year and um, and not get the head coach job yeah yeah so a great really good game though good win for minnesota go go good go Next up, Purdue beats Indiana 30-16. to Normally, we would not even remotely care about this game, but with Nebraska beating Iowa, it opened the door for the Boilermakers. They win, so now they clinch the Big Ten West and, and are in the uh, conference title game. So, huge for the Boilermakers. Congrats to the makers of Boilers. Yeah, congrats to Purdue. That's pretty awesome. Just yeah, going to get smoked picked. this weekend. We did an What's episode, up, like, we did an episode probably, said, probably week seven or eight when we all kind of like put in our new picks for big 10 West, did anybody have Purdue? We had a lot of Minnesota's Iowa's. Mm, I think somebody had Purdue. It might've been me. I can't remember. I think you got to go. Hey, wait a minute. I definitely had Purdue. Yeah. 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 Now that you say that. Do you think it's week seven? (laughs) I I have no, I think. Personally, I think we so. all shit canned Purdue because every time we picked them, they lost. I so we thought they didn't have a chance. I swear to God, somebody did say Purdue though, and I f- no, I I want to say it was been after. It might have been after Nebraska. They beat Nebraska. You want to say it was me? I want to say it was Connor. I don't honestly don't remember. I think I picked Wisconsin. I I, I, definitely, I definitely picked Minnesota. Team, I definitely we picked Minnesota. I know Brad picked Minnesota because he was yeah. giving us the business for that that pick. Look how that turned out, Brad. Hey man, come on, man. <laughs> Purdue, Purdue finds a way to pull Bentley, off big Iowa, bro. This Iowa should have made it, but they lost to some shit ass team. <laughs> they shouldn't have made it because they are a shit ass team. Yeah, they. It was a shit ass team versus a shit ass team in the last week. In the shit well, ass shit ass team. In the man. shittier team one. Hey, let's we talk were... about another. <laughs> Yeah, we were. Uh, we will definitely get into more conference championship discussion as this uh, episode continues. But we can get to A and M beating LSU real quick. And let me just say, I am super happy about this because I did not want a two-loss LSU team who was ranked fifth for some reason to have any type of shot at beating Georgia and going into the playoff. I did not want that to be the case. So I'm really happy. Why do you think they A&M should be somehow ranked fifth? Huh? We had this whole conversation last week. Yeah, I didn't think they were the fifth Florida best team. State. That was terrible. I mean, they they lost to Florida State by what one point? They lost to Florida State by one point, and they got blown out at home, forty to thirteen to Tennessee. By the, Those, but by Tennessee, Tennessee is pretty good, and then they beat Alabama. I still don't think I, they should. I'm have not been saying they should not have been a top ten team. I thought they were like seven or eight, but they should not have been fifth. USC should, should have been ahead. They should not have been ahead. They, they ahead lost to a bad Texas A&M hey, team. I don't think. And then yeah, now they're they done. Lost to LSU. Yeah, they're just done. That's why they shouldn't be fifth. Let's Dude, just 
they, keep it at that. they couldn't do anything in this Texas A&M game, though. They looked piss poor. Like, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was when they terrible. gave up 38 points to a really bad A&M offense to just fire their offensive coordinator after that game. So, you know, it's kind of funny. All the A&M players are like, all right, now I'm leaving the transfer portal after they got all their NIL money. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be, man. It's a completely different ball game now with NIL. Nobody stays for for bowl games now either anymore. Nope. Dude, yeah, that A and M game. I didn't even watch that. I was, I had no reason to. Um, the late game, though. You guys watched that? Uh, USC Notre Dame. That's the one I'm thinking about. USC man. Dude. That was a great game. It was. USC. That was a great. It was. All yeah. I have to say is Caleb Williams will be the next Mahomes. And we even tagged it as he Williams that play. Like, Dude, he's awesome. He's so Williams is awesome. Do you Dude. see the shit he does with his fingernails every game? Fuck no, no. Notre Dame. He like, he like says, <laughs> fuck, he like paints his nails in it for when they played Notre Dame on Saturday. It said, fuck, fuck ND or something like that on his hands. And he does that every week. Really? He yeah, paints them me, a different color. Let me tell I you. Believe the, the, the joke was uh, Mahomes has a little Williams in him. <laughs> I think uh, Mahomes has a little bit of Williams in him, though. I think Caleb Williams is going to be a dog, man. That's what he just said. That's literally what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Let me tell you. But I think, I think he's going he's gonna to be a dog, man. Caleb, Caleb so Williams, good. he has to uh, register his arm as a lethal weapon in 48 states. Because his arm is slacked. a freaking cannon, dude. He absolute it, dude. cannon. He can run it, yeah. and he doesn't get sacked. No, God, he is. A, he yeah. is good. He has to be no, the no, most no, wanted man by any defense in the country. It's uh, it's pretty amazing what Lincoln Riley has done year one with Caleb Williams and at USC. Uh, really impressive. Their defense, eh, but that offense is is something special right now, man. That putting up some here numbers. is the. Here's a, a good th- thing to think about. Do you think he would have had as much success this past season without NIL? Yes, he would have got Caleb Williams. But just the powerhouse of a school that USC has been and with all the booster money that they have, do you think there would have been some hiccups if NIL had not been a thing? I don't think it would have been that big of a deal because I think Caleb, Caleb Williams is that good. Like, I – I don't think USC's team is really that impressive. It is just Caleb Williams makes a play happen every single time he gets the ball. I agree. I think Caleb Williams is the front runner for the Heisman, and if he doesn't win, honestly, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, I mean, if you talk about valuable players, like he's the most valuable player in the in the country. Like he's so important to the team. Without him, they would they would not be that great. We'll see, Headley, to that, and this is me nitpicking with you know what college football is. The Heisman is not technically supposed to be the most valuable player; it's just the best player in college football. I think he is the best and most. I completely agree. I think it's still Caleb Williams, but you're right. I argue valuable valuable player to be Heisman. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I also want, I mean, Caleb Williams is amazing, but Lincoln Riley is an offensive guru too. I mean, the way he can scheme stuff. Oh, yeah. um, we saw at Oklahoma, man, he had Tyler Murray win a Heisman. He had Baker Mayfield win a Heisman. He had Jalen Hurts as a Heisman finalist. I mean, he is, he is a quarterback coach, Jeez. quarterback guru in an offensive genius. Yeah. If you want, if you're a quarterback and you want to win a Heisman trophy, go play under Lincoln Riley. That's pretty insane. That is, that is crazy. 
I didn't even realize that until you said that, Max. That is I didn't honestly pretty impressive. Yeah. He what he does with offenses and what he does with quarterbacks is really impressive. Um but yeah, anyway, is that everything for this week's reaction? I know I think that's most of the I think we need to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. Let's uh well, yeah, let's, you know, let's get into our you just want to get into our rankings and, and we'll go from there. Let's, let's do yeah. our rankings. Okay, so we'll go we'll start with six and five. So I have number six, Alabama, number five, Ohio State. Uh yeah, I have the same Max. I hate to say it, but Alabama, there's really no other team that really sticks out to take this six spot. So I think Alabama's got it. And then I have Ohio State at number five after the, the tough loss there. Yeah. I, I think the sixth spot is by far the most interesting spot in the in our, the rankings right now. Is Ohio? You got Ohio State at number five. Number six, I have Penn State because their two losses are Ohio State, Michigan, and every other game they have been absolutely dominant. You cannot say the same about Alabama. They've had a lot of close games and they've had two lost two teams that I don't know if they're that great. It's a great point, Heather. Is it me? I think so. Yeah, oh, this guy never knows the order. <laughs> yeah, type the order, Dave. We need to we need to type the order on the fifteenth episode. <laughs> <laughs> <She> do, <laughs> but yeah, I have Alabama and Ohio State, and I I had Penn State at seven. Yeah, so um, I'm with Headley here. I got Penn State number six, actually. Uh, same reasons, Alabama, close games with a bad Texas A&M team. Texas is hit or miss. Um, and then lost to LSU and Tennessee, which I don't think are amazing. Obviously, I don't think LSU is great. Um, and then same thing, Penn State only lost to Michigan and Ohio State and has put the beating on everybody else. Um, but, yeah, and then Ohio State number five. And I would throw this out here. Kansas State, I think, is number seven. I don't mind that. Records aside, if they were Alabama and nine and three, they would be number seven. Brad, I'm not gonna lie. I almost, I almost had Kansas State as my number six. Almost, I, I almost did too. I I put Kansas State in parentheses because I was like, uh, but I can't, I can't give them nine and three because it's still Kansas State. But I will give them Kansas number State seven. Deserves to be ranked higher than Tennessee, though. I it debatably, debatably. Tennessee did beat Alabama. Tennessee's but, loss is Georgia, which I think is really good for them. And the South Carolina mm-hmm. loss is looking a little, a little less bad every week right now. But they got murdered. That's they also the lost. Thing. They also lost Hennon Hooker, though. I mean, like their offense wasn't going to do anything after that. I mean, they yeah. beat the shit out of Vanderbilt. Yeah, they did. That was Max's underdog of the week. I mean, they should. <laughs> <laughs> it was like twenty-one to zero. I was like, great, hey, Max. <laughs> Hey, Max's underdog lost fifty-six to zero, guys. <laughs> hey, everybody, I want that. I want this on the record. I want this on the record. Oh man! <laughs> hey, they were yeah. a true underdog. Let me tell you. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. Thank you what, thank you All right, Devin, what are your five? Anyways, I got I got Alabama at six, Ohio State at five. Same reasons as everybody else I had had them ranked there. But my favorite part about you know, all these rankings so far this season is that I feel like this is the first year where I couldn't tell you a final four. 
all the programs are so much closer in terms of strength, and it's all coming down to what how the games are going to turn out this weekend. Uh, I think NIL has made teams much better and has brought in that gap closer between the schools like Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, to where now, you know, if, if LSU beats Georgia, do they stay in it? If TCU loses to Kansas State, do they stay in it? Like, there's so many variables that can happen. And so it, it's going to be such a good weekend of football, and I'm, I'm really excited to see who makes the, the final four. Yeah, Devin, who's your I who's your five agree. and six? I had Alabama. I have Alabama at six, and uh, Ohio State at five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, Devin. Hold on. I was gonna just say I completely agree that NIL has definitely been a huge game changer um, with the playoffs because it's just it allows programs to get people that would rather go to a different school based off the money that they have available. Yeah, it, it allows these small programs like Georgia and Michigan. <laughs> To yeah, really get those, I, those I, great I, players. I disagree with the NLI, NLI take. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, hey, let's stay on track here, guys. Let's stay on track. So let's get into our, let's get into our number four here. Uh, we'll try to move through these pretty quick. So at number four, I have USC. I have USC as well. I also got USC. I got USC. Well-deserved USC. I also have USC. Okay, so consensus there, USC makes sense, I would say. We just want to give our top three in order. Yeah, we can do that. I feel like it's going to be soon. So number three, I have TCU. Number two, I have Michigan moving up now because I thought that was an extremely impressive win against Ohio State. And Georgia number one. So number three, I have Michigan moving up from the fourth spot. And number two because I've disrespected them in the past couple of weeks, I have TCU. I think they've kind of proven themselves and they've had just the strength of their schedule. They deserve the number two spot. And then number one, I got Georgia. Um, last week I had Georgia one and TCU two, and I have Michigan leapfrogging them both and having Michigan at number one in the country. And then Georgia at number two, TCU number three. I think that Michigan's win biggest stage imaginable. And they really performed. That's a good take. I like it a little bit. But I got TCU three, Michigan two, Georgia one. Yeah, I'm I'm unoriginal. I got TCU three, Michigan two, Georgia one. Uh, I really hope TCU beats K State because I love. I want to see them in the playoffs. I'm gonna go with Headley here. I I think Michigan's performance on Saturday is one that shouldn't go unrecognized for them to only jump one spot, two spots, Isaiah. Are you kidding me? Or one spot still from four? They completely embarrassed Ohio State. I, Yeah, I think right now uh, they should be number one. Georgia, two. It's very close between them two. Um, and then TCU is at three for me. And I honestly, I could, I could see K-State beating them this weekend. Here's I, I think those that three say, are very interchangeable. Besides, I was just going to say that, Isaiah. I, I don't think TCU can be number one. I think they're interchangeable, two or three. But, yes, Georgia, Michigan are definitely could be the one, two, or three spot. I think even TCU could be number one. Like, I wouldn't be mad at, at someone putting TCU one. They have the best strength of schedule out of all of these teams that we're talking about. And, honestly, I almost feel – 
if I any of those three teams that I put at three, I feel like I'm disrespecting that team. Like if I put Michigan at three, I feel like I'm disrespecting TCU at three, disrespectful Georgia at three, right? So it's just the way that it has to be. But I, I think those three are in any order. TCU knows no TCU knows how to win. I mean, yeah. they absolutely they do destroyed Iowa State. Um, and I mean, just I I like TCU a lot, and I'm I'm with you, Max. Is anybody in that three spot feel like it's disrespecting them, and they all could be interchangeable? Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. TCU, they could all be interchangeable. But the thing that keeps TCU at for for me at number three, they do have the best strength schedule, but it's like the lack of the top dogs. They haven't beat any of the top dogs like Georgia and. Well, Alaska. let me tell you, Connor. Looking at their schedule, they beat an 18 Oklahoma, which they're not very good. Yeah, I'm saying they've they've beaten really good teams. They just haven't beat any of the, like the top top like a top top two top three. Top but that's the thing. That's the hard thing is there's none of that in the Big Twelve. There's a lot of that, in the and that's Big not League their fault. Teams. That's just how the oh. cookie crumbles. Oh, so you're saying SEC bias? No, this is their <laughs> chance. This is exactly their you chance are, to beat one of them top dogs in the playoffs. This guy, this SEC bias. I would say you're a little bit ignorant if you don't if you don't think the college football committee has some SEC bias. Why do you think Alabama is ranked so high? Why do you, do you think, think I don't think that so high? It's do you just think I fact. don't think that. It's Devin, just I don't a, know what yeah. you're. <laughs> Dude, I, I have Georgia Herschel. number one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, I think Kirk Herschel I think Georgia is, a, is yeah. rightfully number SEC one. Bias. But like, the whole so what thing are you trying is, to say? No, just the whole thing with Alabama being ranked so high with two losses, LSU being ranked so high when they had two losses. Of course. Over, over these other teams. The LSU one I thought was ridiculous. Yes. SEC is by far this year the best conference. Hey, right. I think that there's, there's more so like name bias like the, that's going on this year. Like I, I, I want to like kind of put out some feelers on this. Like, What do you guys think? If, if Michigan loses to Purdue, should they be in the playoff? Yeah, 100%. No. Yes. What? No. Okay. They I, should. Wait. They absolutely hey, should. We'll talk, wait, wait. This is uh, I, Georgia. If they lose, should they, no. should they be in the playoff? It, it all depends on. I would say Georgia. Well, I would say Georgia maybe squeaks in at four. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, you're saying, whoa. Okay, well, that's whoa. Okay, that. Hey, we're we're gonna keep going, keep going. <laughs> TCU, if they lose, should they be in the playoff? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, they should, dude. The only one I, I can think, see is Michigan. Are are we? Are we the? Okay, hold on. So you're thinking these teams are, are all locked regardless of what I, I let me let me complete my point. Let me okay, complete Evan, my go point ahead. on this. Go ahead. Okay. Mich- I think Michigan, Georgia, TCU, all of them, they should be in the playoff no matter how that their game goes. Because they agree. earned they earned a thirteenth game. They earned a bonus yep. game. They should be playing with house money. There is no way that TCU should play a bonus game and be they earned a chance to play themselves out of the playoff. That they is should, ridiculous. Exactly. They should not be penalized for making it to a conference championship game. They didn't have, exactly. they didn't have to be this good and go to this game. Those three teams, in my opinion, are locks no matter what. The rankings locks can change, no but they're locks no matter what. USC. That's, USC, that's what comes with being that loss. good, though. Okay, that, Devin. That's, who, that's you get penalized for going to a championship Devin, game? Devin, who goes, who goes in ahead no of Let those teams speak. if Let they lose? Speak. It's some of those teams that are right on the outside knocking on the door. The only you one know, that has a chance is Ohio State. That's the only that's one. The, that I think Ohio State is yes. the only team left outside that could possibly get in. I'm just saying that all these programs that are on the outside looking at are much closer this year than they have been in the past. But you're going to tell me. No, you're not Alabama. Really- they're, for Alabama, they suck this year. 
in Alabama's standards. Alabama's made it in with a loss so, before without even playing in the SEC championship game. And a lot of things had to happen. Michigan yeah, exactly. I'm saying there's a lot could happen. Michigan goes 12 and one, loses to Purdue in the championship game. You're going to put Ohio State 11 and one when they didn't even go to the conference championship over them and got their brakes beat off by Michigan? No way. I think it's very it's it's not wrong to say that it could happen. It is wrong to say. It, it's I think it's, I think it's wrong it to say. It shouldn't happen. I, th- I think if you it go undefeated, happen. you should be in. The the only one that, that should be up for debate is, is USC. They have be, a loss, and the best thing is that they get to play that loss in their championship. They have a chance to, to right that wrong and then and prove their spot. To if be they honest, lose that team twice put in put in Ohio State. USC, well, then they sh- USC. then they should lock everything before before conference championships even. And, no, well, because in the past in in the past there has been a lot of you know different teams that could make it, and the conference championship games have decided that. This weekend, those three undefeated teams have done enough, irregardless of this weekend's result, to say, hey, we're in the playoffs. You should, they should not be penalized for winning their division and playing in their conference championship game. But, and, so losing to a 7-4 and four Purdue is okay? Bench Purdue, everybody, then. If it's, if, it's their <laughs> only, if it's their only loss and it's in their conference championship game, yeah. I think I, they're playing. I don't know, man. I think all. But you're gonna you're gonna let an LSU that. team that just lost to a Texas A&M team, a bad Texas A&M team, Devin, against Georgia. To the keep only Georgia way in. I see one of these teams not making it is if they go and get blown out in their championship yeah. game. Then let Ohio State squeak in, like say, say uh, Michigan gets like, blown out by Purdue. So who? So if Michigan loses to Purdue, who is, who goes in and let USC? Assuming and, everybody else wins. Yeah, USC, TCU, Georgia win. Michigan loses. Who goes in over them? I think Michigan would take the four spot because you can't. I do too. I do too. You can't. You can't take Michigan out over Ohio State. You sure so can't put Ohio State in? Michigan just beat the shit out of Ohio State. What about TCU losing to Kansas State? TCU goes four. They should stay at four. Yeah, TCU would go four. The only possible scenario left that is in question for a playoff spot is if USC loses. Does Ohio, Ohio State, State get in the, over USC? It's not. It's not going to be Alabama. It's I, not going to be anyone else. No. I think. I think, I think if USC State loses, if USC loses, Ohio State will get in because I'd be. They lost to the same team twice. And to be honest, like same same argument. I think USC should stay at four because they get the opportunity to play in a championship game. So why penalize them if they lose? And that's and, a really good point. And they Brad. should. They should totally lock everything in place because most of the people in the top four are usually playing in their conference championship. Well, but Devin, you know, if, I, if one of those I teams loses, they still have to reseed the four teams. Yes, Devin, I, I agree with you on that, and I think it's the biggest indicator of why the playoff, as it is now, is kind of a fail. Like I was going to say, Iowa was, Iowa was twelve and zero, and they went to play in the conference championship against Michigan State. They didn't make it. I got because of really the circumstances original. of that season. I know, yeah, it is. That all comes down to the circumstances. I had a really original year, idea. Let's make it a 12 team playoff. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Um, but I do think that this year is like the the cleanest cut playoff word we've ever had. Like this yeah, just it makes sense on paper. Every I think all of it makes sense. It, on paper, but like I can definitely see the committee doing some some weird something weird. I I think that yeah, this season I can't too but it's only it's only going to be Ohio State. Yeah, like it's only, only. I mean, State. no way, no way you can sneak Alabama in, 
even though they're going to try their absolute hardest hey, you to would sneak need, Alabama like, two in. Two teams to lose their, <laughs> their, their champion. I don't know. Maybe. It, I don't what know. if all three? What if all three did? All I mean, the top teams. three are in all four. Yeah, sorry. All four in the in their championship game. I swear, God, Alabama just sneaks in. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't think there's any any argument that any team should make it in besides Ohio State that's not already in. Yeah, I agree. which I I'm pretty sure, Max, is this this can be a trivia question possibly? Um, has there been a team to make the playoffs that lost two games? Lost yeah. two games? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah. Oklahoma. I think this would be the first time, unless it was Alabama that few years ago. I think Alabama made it in with two losses. Was I the only thing that I know is that in 2019 Alabama did make it in without winning their division? They didn't even play in the SEC championship game, but I think they were 11 and one. I'm gonna be so mad if some way, somehow, I I don't think there's a chance they make it in. There's there isn't, Uh, there shouldn't be, absolutely shouldn't be, but I could definitely see the playoff committee doing some dumb shit. It's definitely, I mean, as, as confident as I could ever be about the playoff, Georgia. Michigan and TCU are locked in. They absolutely should be. Yeah. Absolutely should be. And then no it's no matter what. And then it comes down to USC and Ohio State. Yeah. And then you could say you could even still argue, like you were saying, Brad, that USC should still even be locked in. Yeah. Um, but that's a much tougher argument to make. You yes. could definitely yes. you, know. you could definitely make the argument that Ohio State can sneak in their eleven one over an eleven two USC team if they lose. Yeah. Um, I don't see USC losing to the Utes. They're pretty good. Yeah. One thing I'll say about this year, too, as much as I love that we're going to get a 12-team playoff, this season is a perfect example of why a 14-team playoff can be perfectly fine because there really is uh, four. At the end of the day, at the end of this conference championship weekend, there's going to be a pretty clear-cut four best teams in the country that should be in it. Um, So I'm just glad Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Even if they lose – it's a TCU, Michigan, Georgia. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. They those 100%. even if they lose, De- Devin. What if those just teams had just what? What if uh, what if Michigan had lost to Illinois, and then had come back beating Ohio State, and was now playing Purdue in the conference championship game? Because that is a completely realistic much, scenario. If Michigan, game. yeah, if Michigan had lost to Illinois. And then beating Ohio State, we would still have the exact same conference championship that game that we do. But Michigan would have one loss right now. And if my, in my opinion, if they if they won that game, they'd be in. And if they lost, they'd be out. But my point is, if they had that one loss at a different point in the season, they'd still be in as a one loss team. So the if fact Illinois that Illinois would have, if Illinois would have beat Michigan, wouldn't they have gotten in? Who? Because then they <laughs> Illinois. Because then they need to lose on Friday or Saturday oh, to not get they're in. They're in different. They're in different divisions. Michigan, no. Michigan is the East. Illinois, yeah, would, Illinois would have made the West. Illinois okay. would have made the West. So then, not go down the pipe at that I, either way, though, yeah. Michigan versus Illinois or Michigan, I think Purdue and Illinois are pretty similar teams. So Michigan versus Purdue or Michigan, Illinois. If Michigan went 11-1 regular season, 12-1 conference championship win, they're in no matter what. So now that they go 12-0 regular season, and if they lose to Purdue 12-1, non-conference champs, so they're just 12-1 and one in a different order of games, they'd, they'd be in no matter what, right? If they won 11-1 regular season and then won the Big Ten Championship, the time they would of, be in 100%. The time of the loss in the season is doesn't really matter. matter 
especially in the championship it's game just, when you're playing one of the best teams on your schedule. Yeah. And that's my point. It doesn't matter when that loss comes. If they were 11 and one, 12 and one big dead champ, they're in. So just, so they shouldn't be not in if they're 12 and oh, 12 and one big non big dead champ, like the one loss. I just think if that's the mindset, why play, why play your starters this weekend? They don't need to. The reason why they're, they're going, going to, to. is <laughs> the re, the reason why they're going to is because they want to win a big 10 championship game. But if you know, you have, something bigger waiting for you already like they should just people they should just let them clinch and they might do that but i don't think they're going to mentality and no no head coach is going to do that jim harbaugh and all the assistants get huge bonuses for championship games too so i mean they're still incentive for that championship game you're just you're not going to do it just because you can make the playoffs no right i just think obviously it's a little bit of a risk to play but I just think there's a lot more at stake than just, oh, we just got to play a game and we're in anyway. But let, let's keep moving. We've been rambling yeah. on. We'll move on. Anyway, I don't know. That was a really good discussion about the playoff. I mean, great discussion. Big time, yeah, big time games this weekend. Really looking forward to it. I mean, there's still stuff on the line, so going to be fun. Uh, but anyway, we can get into our tank and bank of the week real quick. What about um, game of the week? We haven't gotten to our preview. Let's we can, get we can Wait, did I skip? Let's get it. Let's get oh, it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we'll just real get quick, our tank real and quick tank and bank. Yeah, real quick tank and bank. Um, I honestly, I know who my tank is. I don't even have. Oh, you know what, bank? Give it to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Give man. it to Nebraska. The bank is Nebraska. That's the right the answer. Bank's Nebraska. Yeah. You know who the bank is? It's Iowa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that, Iowa. Very. Yeah, they did give up a division title. So they yeah. suck, they man. It, they did it on purpose so they wouldn't have to get killed in the, in the Big Ten championship again. No, yeah, my my tank, just doesn't like my tank though was Oregon because that was pretty atrocious. Anyone else with the, no, uh, the tank? Take, <laughs> take, take, take Oregon. Take take Oregon. Great tank. Nebraska. My my bank's gonna be Nebraska, hands down. My tank is gonna be myself. Had a very long week. <laughs> Did not do my picks for this weekend, so I no. took L's. <laughs> On all of them except Texas, you guys gotta hey. give me Texas. Dude, Brad was and only, Nebraska. Come Isa- on, Isaiah Brad tried was so vouching for you. Isaiah Brad vouched for so you. You are welcome, Devin. Not give you Texas. We all know you would have. Why would I not go Texas? All, all of us would have known. I would have known, but he didn't do it. I was like, you know what? You told this guy like three or four times to fill it out. He didn't do it. Give him, give him more thirteen. I tell you what, this has been the first week I've stayed at my apartment all month. I have yeah, been, been a busy, all over busy, the place. Busy Beaver. Jane Casillas was in town. Jane Casillas was in town. So I was out doing stuff with him. And yeah, so I'm definitely the tank of the week. So it's okay. It's okay. For my uh, for my tank, uh, it's kind of a, it's a season tank, really. So there's only three teams that started in the top 25 that are now not even bowl eligible. That's Michigan State, Miami, and Texas A&M. Started top 25, no bowl game. Uh, those Three teams are also also paid their coaches a combined $27.5 million this year to not even make a bowl game. As we know, Mel Tucker, Cristobal, and Jimbo Fisher are getting a ton of money, and they sucked, so that's my tank. Tank. Great tank, great tank. tank. I do want to add in a tank, uh, a tank of the season, um, and it's a really sad one, actually. Uh, Northwestern won one game <laughs> this season, guys. Northwestern won one game. They lost 10 in a row. 
11. 11. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. That's all I got to say. That's crazy. I wonder who like, like, I wonder yeah, who I wonder the win was. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that that game in like Ireland? I think so. They did not know. win on U.S. soil this year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Wow. So who's the real tank here, Headley? Is it Northwestern or a God man? Yeah, tank of the tank of the year is definitely Scott Frost. Scott Frost. (laughs) That should have been that should have been our take. That would have been my take of the year last year, man. That guy is something else. But Nebraska did win their last game of the season. You know who else wins their last game of the season? The national championship. Yes, sir. National championship. Yes, sir. Hey, it is nice so, to go to the offseason with a nice uh, winning game. Hasn't happened in a long time. Very true. You guys uh, ready to get into a quick preview? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we got the five Power Five championship games this weekend. Pac-12 on Friday. The rest are on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you guys want to go through these? How do you want to do this here? Yeah, let's, let's just go through them as. Yeah, so yeah, Utah, I mean, USC, man. Big, big matchup. Uh, this is USC's only loss of the year. This game is in Las Vegas on Friday night at Allegiant Stadium. Um, and we talked about this, but I think it's USC winning your in, lose, and, and you're at a real risk of Ohio State going in front of you. So everything's on the line with this game. Yeah, there's more on the line here for USC than there is Utah. Um, I think this will be the battle of the quarterbacks. Both teams have very good quarterbacks, and yep. ni- neither defense is very dominant. Um, it's a huge game for USC. You know, they already lost to Utah this year. So I'm I'm very excited for this. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm rooting for Isaiah and Headley here for the Utes, but I think USC would win this. Uh, they this look is so good. huge. They their offense looks fantastic. Hey, uh, all I want is my eight dollars and forty cents, boys. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go, Headley. <laughs> yeah, Headley's got uh, a lot more on the line. This is, this is probably my my. Uh, biggest game of the year like no doubt i got i think it's around 200 bucks at stake so um i don't think i'm gonna hedge i'm just gonna get it going i'll go all in for it don't uh, no headley don't lie to me hedge i'm not gonna hedge i'm not gonna hedge because Caleb got exposed by the Utes defense hey and i i hope i expect all of you to be cheering for the Utes with me. I'll cheer for the Utes for you. Just the bar tab, my bar I tab. I expect nobody here. to bet on <laughs> USC. Nobody will bet on USC. Hey man, okay. I, I, I mean, want to bet on USC. Come on, really. after, after, after my last weekend, I'm, I'm freezing. Headley, I'm year. still, I'm still deciding between a couple other options, but USC minus three is in my potential locks of the week. Still <laughs> haven't made up my mind. This is my but, year bet. Do not uh-oh. think it. Yo, I'm still deciding. You're, you're I, I, I don't know. Deep shit. If Max makes that your his lock, you're done for. I'd go hedge <laughs> right now. <laughs> Headley, just hedge it, man. Come on, you'll win hey, money. I know. Way. I know. Friday night, we'll all be Utes fans. Okay. I'm and gonna if you go bet, bet against the it. Over. You better not show it. Okay. What time is this game? Uh, it's I believe six thirty. Seven o'clock. Friday night. Oh man. Seven o'clock Friday night. I like yeah. it. We'll, we'll I'll be at a action. hockey game. Unfortunately. I might be at the sports bar with Headley. So, yeah, we're doing sports bar. <laughs> uh, next, we we all know it's on uh, on the line with that game. Um, huge, huge, excited for that. Going to be a great atmosphere in Las Vegas. The game is sold out, by the way. They just announced today as well, so that'll be super fun. Um, next ACC championship game. This one's Saturday night, 
It's in uh, North Carolina at the Carolina Panthers Stadium, number nine Clemson, number 23 USC. Probably the championship game I'm least looking forward to. Not really much on the line. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Remember, remember the last time UNC won the ACC, so that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah, question for you. Didn't you say whoever wins the ACC is in the playoffs? <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. And you said that no. for like three weeks in a row. You went back and forth. But no, I said whoever you said wins. Clemson was going to do it. No, said... whoever wins this game is in the ACC championship. That's what I said. Not oh, in the okay. Good save. Good save. Good save. It's like it's Purdue pick. Good, good save. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to note, the ACC is the only conference right now that doesn't even have a team in the top six. So yeah, I agree, Max. This is my, I'm. This is a game I'm least looking forward to. I'd love to see Clemson go down again, but we'll see. I I think UNC is a pretty good team. They got a good quarterback, so I think it'll still be a pretty good game to watch. I'm surprised yeah. this is your guys' least favorite. I mean, I know we're Big Ten, but Purdue versus number two. Spoiler makers. Spoiler makers. Yeah, they are. That, they, 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 they go all uh, all crazy when there's a funny number next to <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, back to the North Carolina Clemson game. I'm a I'm a big North Carolina basketball fan, have been all my life. Uh so I'm I am kind of looking forward to this. I, I think they deserve it. Uh <laughs> especially after the performance that Drew May's been putting on all year. Uh so I'm I'm excited for it. Uh but again, yeah, the spoiler makers, they they could be the ones to to really ruin it for Michigan. So, next the Big Twelve Championship, top ten matchup, number ten K State, number three TCU. This game is an eleven a.m. game on Saturday in Dallas or Arlington, Texas. I guess I should say home of the Dallas Cowboys. TCU favored by two and a half. This is another rematch. Early in the year, we saw how good Will Howard was playing. Um, K State was up twenty eight ten, but TCU came back and won. And and man. What a quarterback matchup. Will Howard, Max Duggan. This, this game's going to be awesome. Yeah, this is my game of the week. Yeah, this is another co- battle of the quarterbacks. Both of these quarterbacks are dogs. They can sling the ball. Their offenses can score. Um, this is, I think this for sure will be the most high-scoring championship game of the week because Big 12 are, is known for not having good defense, and their offenses can always sling the ball. They can run the ball. So, uh, it, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see what Deuce Vaughn and Will Howard can do, but I, I think Max Duggan, he is him. Next, the SEC championship game. LSU drops big in the rankings this week, nine spots down to 14, taking on number one Georgia. The biggest spread out of the championship games is the Bulldogs are favored by 17 and a half. This is the 2.30 CBS game. Actually, it looks like it's a 3 o'clock kickoff. CBS game in Atlanta. So going to be a, a pro Georgia crowd for sure, but uh, I, I don't have much to say. I think the Bulldogs are going to take care of business. I think yeah. so too. I'm a little surprised about the spread. I think it would, should be a little closer than 17 and a half, but not much. I think I can just take a nap during this entire game because I'm not going to miss it on anything. Georgia's going to win. They're going to dominate. And yeah. Nothing. Everybody there's nothing knows. to say. It's a three o'clock Everybody slot, knows. so I will be taking a nap during it. Actually. <laughs> I was just about to say, this is Edley's favorite, favorite slot to take a nap in. Dude, I'm telling you, Edley, I've hopped game. on that, that nap train. This game is going to be nap the entire game. The SEC Isaiah, is you no nap for six hours ball. straight. Oh, no. you Isaiah, you don't have a certain nap slot. You just nap, dog. You just, Bro, I literally napped nap from the – Napped at halftime through the entire third quarter of the 230 games, so – 
That's what I did when Iowa played Iowa State as well. So last, the uh, Big Ten Championship, Purdue versus number two Michigan. Wolverines favored by 16 and a half. This is a night game in Indianapolis. So um, could be a good Purdue crowd there in Indiana, which might help them out. We know what Purdue can do against ranked teams, especially when they're unranked. So you never know. I mean, you know, we saw I, I, I compared uh, Purdue and Illinois earlier. I think they're pretty similar teams, and we saw what Illinois was able to do to Michigan. So you never know. Yeah, yeah. Purdue, Purdue loves being unranked and seeing the, the little numbers. Their eyes just light up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That big goofy looking train dude. <laughs> yeah, I uh this is honestly I love the big time, but this is my second like least favorite game of the week. Just the West has been so bad this year. Yeah. So uh I I hope it's a good game, but I hope it's not like the Iowa Michigan game last year. Yeah, seriously. It's all it's all we can hope for, really. Yes. With that, um, we already talked enough about the playoff scenarios, obviously, so we yeah. can leave that out. But uh, we can do game of the week and then get into predictions. So my uh, very close second, I really want to tie these, but I'll just give it a very close second is Utah-USC. And my game of the week is K-State-TCU. But those two games are, are unbelievable. I think they're going to be awesome. Mine is Utah-USC just because I have $4 on this game. <laughs> Come on, man. That's obviously the game of the week, though. It's obviously the game of the week. We're Utes fans this week, and nobody's betting on USC. I swear if you bet on USC, I'm actually going to be pissed off, okay? (laughs) So everybody that's listening, go bet on USC. I don't care about them. I care about you guys. Isaiah's hedging his bet, man. He's betting two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I want to bet six dollars. Got to win something. Come there. I... Game of the week is K-State TCU. It's going to be a fun one, high scoring. It's got to be. It, my game of the week is TCU, K-State. Got to be. I've loved watching these teams all year. I, I also got K-State and TCU. I, I honestly couldn't tell you who I think is going to win that game. So I'm tired right. of hearing the – or do I get one or not? <laughs> <laughs> you go back. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, Greg. All right. I uh, – I didn't want to hear K-State TCU and USC broke my heart last week. So I think that Clemson, North Carolina is going to be a dog. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. That's fair. That um, all right. With that, though, we can get into our predictions. We got our, our uh, locks, underdogs, picks for champ week, everything. And uh, we we're kind of doing a little special thing this week. So, Isaiah, do you want to go ahead and explain what we got here? Yeah, so we have a very special picks episode this week. We have the top three guest pickers percentage-wise joining us this week. Uh, Just to start things off, we have Andrew Lindemeyer. He joined us in week nine of the podcast. He went nine and two, which led all guest pickers at at 82%. Thanks, Andrew, for joining us. Love to see you again, man. Very impressive performance, Andrew. Very impressive. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Some people call me him. Some people call me Andrew. It's whatever. <laughs> so then the second guy we got here, we got Redmond Reed. He joined us week eight. He went eight and three at 73%. Good to see you back, Redmond. I don't even watch college football, so I'm not good. <laughs> so I'm awesome. Who are hey, you? Do we want to talk about how much money you won on the Arizona game? Can we pick? I'm Arizona? a Wildcats fan. Hey, that's my tank of the of the year right there. Uh, Your tank? Is, 
Oh, five and seven. They go five take, and seven. Take and bank. Uh, yeah. The bank of the year is Arizona being Arizona State last game of the year. So, fuck them. <laughs> there we go. And then last but not least, we have Greg Kip. He joined us week five. He went eight and four at 67%. And he also hit both his locks and underdogs that week. Very Good to impressive. have you back, Greg. What a guy, Greg Kip. Making money. Uh, I think I went three for 21 this weekend, fellas. So let's see if I can <laughs> ride that. Greg had a very cold week. He was texting me. It was loss after loss, man. He's not it was heartbreak after heartbreak. How do you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jeez. <laughs> and I lost a bet on that, Sounds too. Sounds like a Boy, question James Droz would ask. What happened? Well... Good to have all you guys back. We're very excited for this episode. Um, but before we get things started with the picks, we got something exciting for you guys. So you guys are all battling it out for the Guest Picker of the Year Award. You will get a trophy out of this. And also, you will get a picture with all the Power 6 members, and you will be featured on our Instagram and Twitter pages. So you guys got a lot on the line this week. It's the first ever Guest picker award too. So champ week, champ week, champ week, guys. Champ week. A lot of stakes here, man. It is champ week. This is basically very. Greg's excited. It's very Greg's fitting. Excited. Oh very yeah, fitting. look at that face. Look at that face. <laughs> Greg's excited. <laughs> um, Brad, did you want to give a super quick? Uh, update? I will run through it here. So last week, um, I will start with the pickums from last week. Uh, Max went seven and six. Isaiah went six and seven. Headley went nine and four. Weibel went seven and six. Connor went seven and six. I went eight and five. And like Devin said earlier, he had forgot to put in his picks, but we gave him Texas because obviously we know he was going to pick Texas. Did I not get Nebraska either? No. <laughs> no. You're, you're, you're a Texas fan. We know that. Devin went one and 12. Hey, you've been with Texas all year. It don't matter. I, I have phases. For the Dude, season. Texas oh, is winning it all next year. Mark my words. Apologies. Apologies. Uh, I forgot our locks. So the only people who hit their locks were Headley, yeah. Nebraska plus 10.5. Weibel, Army minus 20. I uh, was a little, a little nervous about that one. And then Connor, Ohio State, Michigan, over 55 and a half. And then we had three underdogs hit, no covers. We had Headley hit his West Virginia plus eight and a half. They beat Oklahoma State. Connor hit NC State plus six and a half. They beat North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Sir, double overtime. Double overtime. And then I hit my underdog, Nebraska, plus ten and a half. I didn't get to say it because I was sick last week, but that's who I had. For the season, um, my our pickums. So Max is hitting sixty percent. Isaiah is hitting fifty nine. Headley's hitting fifty nine. Connor's hitting fifty nine. I'm hitting sixty one. Devin is hitting fifty one. And just to put it into perspective, Max is one hundred and one and sixty eight. Isaiah is ninety nine and seventy. Headley's ninety nine and seventy. Connor is ninety nine and seventy. Three way tie there. And then I am one hundred and three and sixty six. For our locks, Max is doing fantastic. Nine Thanks, and four. Man. Real quick, uh, yes. real quick, real quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my locks are, are technically 10 and four on the year. I, I hit my preseason 
lock. We don't have to put it on there because I know it'll mess up the formula. Oh but my, my week, my dude. preseason lock with oh, Utah over eight count. and a half wins. I didn't even make doesn't a preseason count. lock because I didn't know we were doing that at the time. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't count. count. Off the, off the record. Oh, record. Oh, Whoa, go oh. listen to the week zero pod. I had Utah uh, over eight and a half wins. Off the my record, Max is ten and four. Under two and a half. <laughs> yeah, you, we don't oh, have to count your guys' locks. One and one for preseason locks, all right? One and all right, for guys, locks. guys. Hold on, hold on. All right, off the record, Max is 10-4, and four, but on my paper, 9-4. and four. Still very good. Still absolutely blowing everybody out the water. Isaiah is 5-8. and eight. Headley is 5-8. and eight. Connor is the only one in the green at 7-6. and six. Uh, I'm Come at 4-9. Four, four uh, Devin is at 5-8, and eight, green, a little Connor. bit. A little bit embarrassing because Devin being put into lock and I'm still behind him. Hey, you giving me um, you giving me a shit, Connor. Off the record, you're yeah. six and six in locks. <laughs> what? <laughs> off the record, we gave you we gave you a lock. Off the record, you're you six and seven. Six oh, and six. I was gone. Yeah. No, or six I and it, six. But I but I picked it right. <laughs> you're you're just. Oh, lucky hey, we'll give it to you. We'll give the opportunity. Hey, hey. All right, underdogs. You're we got win loss cover. Uh, Max is two nine and two, hitting fifteen percent. Isaiah is one six and six, hitting eight percent. Headley is four six and three, hitting thirty one percent. Connor is five four and four, hitting thirty eight percent. I am hitting six three and four, hitting forty six percent. And Devin is one seven and five, hitting eight percent. And that is our record update with Bradley. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Excellent stuff. With that. Let's get into our weekly predictions. We'll start with our locks, and I'll hey, go first. This is anyone's game, man. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this is big. It's really coming down to the wire. Yeah. This is big stuff. Uh, I'll start. So, Headley, just for you, I will not go USC minus three, even Thank though you. I really want to. I really appreciate it. I, really I will instead go with the Friday night game, still and go USC and Utah over 66 and a half. I know that's a lot of points, but uh, USC themselves is averaging 43 points per game right now. Uh, and they're also giving up 400 yards per game. I think this will be high scoring. The first matchup between these two also had a combined 85. So I think we can see something similar. So give me the over. I like that, Max. Both those teams know how to score the football. Uh, my lock this week, Georgia 17 and a half. LSU is bad. And Georgia, they need to make a statement to stay number one. They're going to roll over LSU. Give me the Tigers. Or, the Bulldogs, 17 and a half. The Georgia solid. Tigers. <laughs> Big team. All right, solid, solid. Um, <clears throat> also, sorry, my voice does not sound uh, fantastic today, but that's all right. Um, so, all right, all right. My lock, um, I, got, I got UTSA covering against North Texas. Right now, I think the spread's minus eight and a half. I, I think UTSA is putting up way more than that. For sure. No question. Blowout. Give me a blowout there. Good pick. Good pick. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with the over-unders this week. I've been pretty good on those this season. For my lock, I got Michigan-Purdue under 52. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this game ended 30-0 to Michigan. Uh, bad pick. Um, it's not a bad pick. I think Michigan um, could put up 52 on their own. My lock is... K-State plus two and a half, probably money line. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. 
like that. Dude, that is anti-college. Wait, you going money line or you going plus? Doesn't matter, Headley. It's not about call. It's not about being collegeable or not. It's about picking the right picks, and that's that's a good pick. It's a lock. C man, C man, you going two plus two and a half or money line? Two and a half for my lock, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But they are going to win. That's why it's a lock. Evan, burrito man. Yeah. I think USC minus three. Fuck you, Headley. I'm going to go with that. Lincoln Riley's going to suit up and start playing football because it's going to be that bad. Um, yeah, USC minus three. Hey, as long as you don't watch the game with me, man. I cannot have any, <laughs> any USC fans around me. Right. Rooting yeah. for scores. Um, so, like I said, I've really enjoyed watching TCU and K-State all year. Uh, very high-powered offenses. Give me the Big 12 championship over 62 and a half like it brad oh i'm gonna go a little different here i'm gonna take unc plus seven and a half on clemson i think they're gonna win uh which makes it all the more reason why that's a definite lock write it take it to the bank north carolina wins this weekend all right so uh I can't lie to you guys. I haven't really looked at the lines very much because I got them sent to me like 10 minutes ago. Good job, Heather. I mean, I did, I did, I did mess that one up. But, Good job, Heather. But uh, I think Heather's going to like me as the fade god. I got USC minus three. I think Caleb Dude, what the fuck, guys? looks amazing. Uh, like that's a, that's guy. such a good pick, guy. That is such a good I pick. Think, I'm gonna I, really I, really I know I'm going to regret not going with like, like, he I just, so. I don't know, dude. You rush him. He gets out of pocket and Jordan Addison's open. That offense looks unstoppable. I should never bet Notre Dame plus four. Oh, that's right. too. At Notre it, Dame. It's so hard to beat a team. <laughs> it's so hard to beat a team twice in one year. And I just don't think Utah's going to do that. So, I mean, even even if it comes down the wire, like, I think the worst case scenario, you get like a USC push. I don't know. Like, I feel yeah. like, like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But add your bet, Headley. Maybe I'm going to hedge. Your bet. Psych, I'm <laughs> yeah. sticking with the Utes. Oh, my Lord. You up, baby. You up. Make a hundred, dog. Make a hundred dollars. All right, let's you get it. You have to cash your eight dollars. That's so funny. Yeah, I do. So let's go to our underdogs. And this week, if I understand correctly, right, we're doing any any team that's a dog at all, right? Oh, that's what Just we're doing? Wait, what? Yeah, well, because so it's there's I not didn't... many games. So if you like any dog, like K-State plus two and a half, you could take them. But it's not win-loss cover. If they win, that's how many points you get. Yeah, we're going point system now. I did not Ooh, know that. I like that a lot. Just to, just to try it out for the last couple weeks because there's – Oh, for this, I mean, balls and playoffs? Yeah, because this, this is what we should have been, how we should have been running it the whole year because it's really cool because – you can pick like a three-point dog, which is safe. You only get three points. Or if you pick a 15-point dog and they win, you get 15 points because it's a big upset. Dude, this is a great system. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So okay, we'll, this, is, this changes things. I'm gonna we'll, just give, mine, then. we'll just give Bradley the underdog crown of the year. You know, it's whatever. We're going to do a point system now for um, the Bulls. Sounds good. I like that. So I am still going to go with one that still meets the old criteria because I don't think Clemson is all that great of a team. And I think Drake may and UNC can score big time. So I like UNC uh, plus seven and a half. I think they can get the, the win in the ACC champs. Uh, I'm going to go with a big underdog here because 
this team, when they're unranked, they like to take down teams with small numbers. I'm taking Purdue plus 16 and a half over Michigan. I think they will put up a fight. Big points. Spoiler makers are going to. Nope, not going for big points. I had this before. I'm just going to roll with it. And the spoiler makers, they know how to get the job done. It's okay to be going for big points. It's okay. Big points win. Yeah. Yeah, nope. Um, got to disagree with you there, but we're not on that part yet. So, um, for my underdog, I'm going to go Coastal Carolina against Troy. Right now, they are eight and a half point underdogs. I'm going to, I'm going to take them. Give me that option offense, baby. Good pick. Good pick. We got it at plus 10. Yeah, we got it at yeah, we plus, have it 10, at plus 10. So. Oh, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at ESPN right now, and they have them at eight, eight and a half. Nope. So. We're get, gonna get. Andrew, we're congratulations. We give you, you the get 10. ten. You get ten. Oh, let's go. Let's go. I am going to keep the same pick that I had before I found out about the new point system. I'm taking North Carolina to cover seven and a half. I already knew about the point system, but the only the only real dog I really like this week is K State plus two and a half. So I'll get my two and a half points. I'll take them. Big dog of the week, LSU plus 16 and a half. I think we have them at 17 and a half. I'll take that too. You get 17 and a half. <laughs> Access Sports Book. Um, the Power I, Six Sports Book, man. I am with Max and Headley here. Uh, North Carolina plus seven and a half. I mean, Clemson, they're not invincible. So I like North Carolina in this game. They're my locks, so they're going to be my underdog. I got North Carolina plus seven and a half. Double down, Devin. I've been a Zips fan all my life. Go Akron. I got <laughs> Akron um, at what you have, plus 11 and a half. Yeah, Fellas, we have 11 and a half for them. Buffalo has lost their last three games. Yeah. What are we doing here? I don't know. Just my opinion. And with that, we can now get into the straight-up picks here. Um, we'll start on what's going to be a really fun Friday slate. Um, Akron and Buffalo. Buffalo's favorite by 11.5. This is our spread pick this week because I didn't want to make any of the champ games spread picks. This is also the only game this weekend that's not a championship game because these two teams had to postpone their game in the regular season. I don't remember why. So this game is at noon on ESPN Plus on Friday. How fun is that? Um, but I don't think Buffalo's going to cover. I think the Mac is is crazy. I think Buffalo's bad, so Akron will cover. Just like Greg said, they lost their last three games. They aren't going to cover this. Isaiah, answer this honestly. Did you know they lost their last three games before no, Greg told you that? But Greg said <laughs> And Akron just won their last game. They dominated. Yeah, they destroyed. Yeah. Um, I was I was looking at this game earlier today. I didn't know what to do, but um. Akron's played everyone actually like really close. They might be two and nine, but they have some some close losses. I'm gonna say they cover, but Buffalo gets the dub. Akron has been surprisingly awful for me and my picks this year. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking the zips. Give me Buffalo. Yeah, uh, Buffalo's not going to cover. And Max, I'm pretty sure they had to postpone because of that big old snowstorm in Buffalo. I think you're right. I think it was that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're covering either. Been a Zips fan all my life. Go Zips. 
Yeah, I don't think you've ever been a Zips fan. <laughs> Akron. Just a kid from Akron. Um, next, the first championship game we'll get into, Group of Five Action Conference USA, North Texas at UTSA. This is a home game for UTSA. They're hosting the championship game, and I think they're going to win it. They're, they're a really good team. They snuck into the, the rankings uh, this week, at least in eight people. I, I don't know about the playoff poll. Uh, what does UTSA stand for? Is that University of Texas San Antonio? San Antonio. Yeah, they're the Roadrunners. Yeah, I got the Roadrunners. Give me them. The Roadrunners versus the Mean. They were my lock. I'm sticking with them. UTSA, baby. I've got UTSA as well. I've got UTSA as well. UTSA. Yeah, I'm keep it rolling. UTSA. I'm going with the UTSA. UTSA. Yeah, I think we got a clean sweep of the Roadrunners here. I got UTSA. Congratulations, wow. North Texas, uh, <laughs> on your uh, <laughs> on your win. That's a. I didn't think we would have a nine-way pick here. North <laughs> Texas does have a twenty-nine-year-old quarterback. For those who didn't know, well, we've seen Tanner. Congratulations, Buda. Brandon Whedon back. Austin Oon or whatever. Another uh, fun fact about that game is UTSA started their whole the entire football program in 2011, and they're already in a FBS conference championship game. So really impressive, actually. Weren't they there last year? Um, next, the Pac-12 like, championship game. I think they were. Yeah, they've been yeah, a really they were like they were like years. under they were like undefeated for like yeah a long time last year. Which again, for a program that's now just turning 10 years old, very impressive. Um, next, the Pac-12 championship game, Friday night. Huge game in Las Vegas. going to be so much fun. Headley, I'm sorry. I really think USC is going to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to win my $8.40. Give me Utah. Oof. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I hate Lincoln Riley, but, I mean, Caleb Williams is him. Give me USC. Yeah, USC, Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, they've all flown too close to the sun. Um, they're going to plummet down to earth this week when Utah wins. I got USC by, by 10. I'll take uh, USC by three. Well, I'll stick to that. Not by 10, but by 30. Okay. <laughs> USC by a million. Their offense is fantastic. I'm rolling, I'm rolling with Heather. I got Utah. Good pick, Devin. Great pick. Mr. One the Trojans. I feel confident. Hey, it's because I, I didn't put my picks in, okay? Hey, 1-12. Get it right. Go Trojans, baby. There we go. Now we get into Trojans. Saturday's slate here, the Trojans. Saturday's slate, we got uh, – start off with everyone's favorite conference, the MAC championship game Action. at Mac. Ford Field, home of the Detroit Lions, Ford Field in Detroit. Um so a cool setting. I'm shocked Toledo's favorite in this game. They've lost their last two. Meanwhile, Ohio is on a seven-game win streak. Give me the Bobcats to win this game and the MAC championship. Yeah, I got Ohio. Yeah, same. Uh, who was the Nebraska coach there? Solich wasn't it yeah. Solich for a while? Yeah, go go Ohio, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I got the cat, the Bobcat. I also got the Bob here. Give me the Bob too. <laughs> oh God! I don't know. I don't. This is crazy. <laughs> Sean, change it, change it. Someone, please, please. please. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing about either of these teams. I'm going Ohio. You fucker! You goddamn. <laughs> I uh. You know don't what? do it. 
Okay, I'm gonna go Toledo. Let's go. <laughs> Bobcats uh, won. Let's go, Bob. Ten and three, Bobcats. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the rocket ship here. Yeah, I don't know why uh, Toledo's favorite in this game. They stink. Ohio looks great. Go Ohio. So Devin's gonna go one in ten this week, guys. <laughs> don't say I never did anything for you. <laughs> Next, keeping the group of five theme going for Saturday, the Fun Belt, the Sun Belt, as it's more officially known as. Uh, Coastal Carolina at Troy. Um, Coastal Carolina's on kind of a slump right now, so give me Troy. Shout out to when Troy beat Nebraska because I ain't picking you in this game. Yeah, like, like I said earlier, they're, they're my underdog. I love the option offense. Let's go, baby. Give me Coastal Carolina. I don't know anything about these two teams, so I'm taking uh, Vegas. I got Troy. Give me Troy. Uh, I want a roll of Andrew. Uh, give me Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I bet on uh, Coastal Carolina to cover last week, and they got absolutely blown out. So I'm going to go Troy. I'm going Coastal Carolina based off of the old CWS. Give me the chomp declares. Yeah, so Coastal Carolina lost 7-47 to 47 last week. I think I'm going to go with Troy, who's played everyone and killed pretty much everybody except for the two Power 5 teams they played. Good pick, Greg. Next, the Mountain West. Um, kind of a sneaky good conference championship game, uh, especially group of five-wise, Fresno State. This one is on the blue field at Boise State, and I really think this one's a toss-up. Fresno State's been a lot better, better since their um, – Starting quarterback has come back, um, but still give me Boise State at home. Like Max said, or I've said this before, I love the blue field. I'm picking Boise State here. Facts, facts. Give me that blue field and Fresno State have that like nasty ass like green V on the back of their helmet. Shit's gross. Give me Boise. Boise State has one of the worst fields in all of football. Uh, give me Fresno State. Give me the boys. Uh, give me Fresno State. Give me Fresno State as well. I like them. I was just out in Boise a couple weeks ago. Absolutely loved it. Didn't get a chance to go see the field, but I'm going to roll with Boise here. Go Broncos. I got Fresno State. Fresno State money line. Put your house on it. Next, we get into the American. Uh, really good. Group of five championship game. Uh, obviously, winner of this will probably be the group of five bid for the New Year's Six Bowl. Um, UCF won this matchup earlier in the year. I think it's really hard to beat a team twice, so give me Tulane at home. I thought UCF lost this game. No, they beat Tulane. Oh, well, like I said a couple weeks ago, this was the uh, Group of Six game of the week and probably the Group of Six game of the year, um, but I'm picking Tulane. I think they're the better team right now. Yeah, so um, this is going to be my backup underdog pick, so uh, give me UCF. You know, national champions from a few years back under Scott Frost. Give me UCF. Tulane's coming in too hot. They're they're going to win this game. Yep, give me Tulane. UCF. Tulane is one of the hottest teams. I feel like they're pretty good this year. I'm going UCF. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Tulane. <laughs> I agree with Max. I think it's hard to beat a team twice. And I think I watched that Tulane game and man, but they want to get that first quarterback. I think Tulane's going to come out hot and they're going to win this game. 
Good stuff. Now the uh, ACC championship game, Saturday night, Clemson, North Carolina. Uh, neutral field, but it is in North Carolina at the Panther Stadium. Um, but I think – I know I have UNC as my underdog. Not going to double down on it. I think Clemson's still a really good team, so I'll go with Clemson. What's the spread on this game? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I think it's going to be a really good game. I have Clemson here, but I honestly think UNC could probably do it. But I'm going to stick with Clemson. Yeah, as much as I hate Will Shipley, um, I'm going to pick Clemson. I can't stand that man, that man, but I mean. I'm going to do the same thing that Max did and do a coward pick here. Um, hedge my underdog. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, but give me Uilungalele and Clemson. Yeah, give me Clemson. Uh, my underdogs have been hot this year, so give me North Carolina. I don't believe in hedging. I'm tripling down. I'm taking North Carolina. Yeah, give me Clemson. I don't know. I just I just think Clemson's going to win this game. They're going to pull it out. It's going to be stupid and infuriating for the entire country. Good point. Devin, I do respect the triple down on UNC. I Dude, like that. I, I want to do it now, too. It's never man. worked. It's never I'm gonna worked. Be eating, I just I'm say, gonna be eating, if you want to do it, do it, man. It I'm going to stay hedging. Tripling down never works, Dude. but it's going to work this week. I'm trying you to hype you up, Hadley. Perfect. Why are you playing it all? Yeah, I'm going to change it, guys. Can I? Am I allowed to do that? Yes, yeah, I'll give it to you. Change. You can change during podcast. Okay, I'm taking North Carolina. UNC to reverse cover. Let's go. All right, now the Big 12 championship game in Arlington, Arlington, Texas. This game is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch this game. Uh, Rematch from earlier in the year, Will Howard versus Max Duggan. This one is a total coin flip. I still don't even know that I fully decided on this one. Um, I'll take TCU. Shout out to, uh, again, Blake Rose. I know you don't listen to this, but you don't shut up about your team. Uh, Give me the horny frogs here. You know, you guys, you guys know since since week one, I've been behind my cat, but I think Max Duggan is too good. Um, I I think they're gonna have a good game plan for Deuce Vaughn. I mean, the guy's an animal, but I mean, it's TCU. I I gotta take TCU here. Andrew, I agree with you. Give me give me the kid from Council Bluffs. Give me Max Duggan. It's a man on a mission. It's a team on a mission. Yeah, TCU. As you guys know, ever since I saw Will Howard's feet touch that grass, I knew he was the guy. Give me the cats. Not the same reason as Connor. It's a little weird, but I'll go cats as well. I'll go cats as well, man. <laughs> Will Howard's him. He's Connor's something. Got a little, Connor's got a little weird obsession with Will Howard's feet, but I'm going to go with TCU uh, because they know how to win. TCU knows how to win. They are him. All right, it's like Max said, this game is a coin flip. So I'm actually – I'm just going to flip a coin real quick. I got heads for Kansas State, tails for TCU. Going to see who we're taking. And I got Kansas State. It was heads. Here we go. I like that, Devin. It's so easy. I got TCU. I don't know. I've just been watching them all year. I feel like they're going to win. I don't think they're going to cover, though. Now the SEC championship game, the afternoon game on CBS, LSU-Georgia – um, give me the dogs, man. They're too good. Too good for LSU, that is. I don't even think – I don't think we even have to go through this. I think everybody's going to pick Georgia here. 
Yeah, I hate Brian Kelly. Go dogs. This will be a game for all of 30 seconds. George is going to dominate. I got Georgia as well. I'm against the Tide, LSU. Okay. This man makes money, dog. Hey, I'm so, going Georgia. Big time. So, hey, I guess Redmond's not winning the guest picker of the year award here. <laughs> Congratulations, Andrew and Greg. You guys are doing great out here. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> Go Tigers, baby. Revan's thinking about dollar signs right now, not yeah. picks. Like, oh, LSU's got trophy. great value. I'm thinking Plus about that trophy. 1500. I double down. This is this is my dog of the week. I'm doubling down. <laughs> respect, mad respect. I got Georgia. I don't know if you yeah. went, Brad, but I thought okay. it was. Yeah, I went Georgia. I, went Georgia. I honestly think that LSU is going to cover, but I don't think they're going to win. I do think they're covered. 17 points is a lot for a championship game. I got That's a good point. Yeah. For money line. There's a money line, right? Not spread? <clears throat> money line. Yep. Money yeah, line. Fine. Yeah. Just picking straight up. Yeah, I got the dog. Which makes it even more impressive that Devin won one game last week. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, that's uh, what I was on last week, bro. I feel it. Last but not least, we'll get in the Big Ten championship game. Um, and I forgot to mention this earlier, so we'll do a little switcheroo here and get the trivia question in right now. When was the last time I love trivia that Purdue won the Big Ten championship in football? Was it Drew Brees? Gotta be they, Drew never, Brees. they never have. Oh. No, that's they have. Two thousand nine. Yeah, gotta be Drew Brees. When was Drew Brees? Two no, thousand five. Two thousand five. Four. Two thousand four. I'm gonna two thousand three. Two thousand nine. Two thousand two. I'm going to say 2001, 2005. It was with Drew Brees, and it was the year 2000. Oh, oh nobody you guys got are so nobody. I want more trivia. I want more trivia. Give me another question. I told you it was going to be with Drew Brees. Yeah, give me Purdue in this game, actually, now. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees coming out so, Purdue won in 2000. The only other time – well, they won it. A long time ago, too. But the time before that, that they had last tournament was 1967. So they've only won one Big Ten championship in the last very many years. Yeah. And they have a chance to do it here. So anyway, that was a fun time. Purdue versus Michigan in Indianapolis, Big Ten championship. Um, I got Michigan, but man, I would not count out Purdue here. Michigan's had some close games the entire year against some inferior opponents. Uh, we know what Purdue likes to do. So I think it could be close, but give me Michigan. Yeah, I'm not going to double down here. I have Purdue as my underdog. I'm taking Michigan, but the spoiler makers are definitely worrisome. I personally think this is going to be exactly like the Nebraska-Michigan game. I think that Michigan is going to completely shut them down. It's going to be like 30-0, to zero, like someone said earlier. Michigan's going to run for like probably 300 yards. It'll be a dominant performance. Yeah, I've got Michigan. Plain and simple. When the lights were brightest last week, they played their best game of the season. It's a team with iron will. They're, they're going to get it done. Yeah, I think close game, first half, but Vereen's pull away. I like that, Connor. I, I'll go Michigan as well, but Connor's uh, betting line right there. Yeah, I'm going to go Michigan. It's either going to be very close or an absolute blowout by Michigan. No in between. Agreed. Uh, I can honestly see Michigan putting up 52 this week. So I'm going to go with Michigan. 
I'm going to go with Michigan. I still think 16 and a half points is a lot for a championship game. I think Purdue will stay in it just because I watched that Michigan-Illinois game and I'm scarred because <laughs> I had Michigan. Yeah, I that's think somebody's uh, going to go perfect this week. We need it, man. We haven't happen- had to have. I think it's. I, I think talk. this is the week. It's it's probably the easiest week. Yeah, it's probably going to be Andrew, and he's going to take home the guest picker of the year award. So I think um, there's two of those games that literally I think are just total coin flips, and that's Boise State, Fresno State, and TCU Kansas State. I could choose either of those teams in those games and be and be just as confident in in the other. I will say that. So, um, before we sign things out here. Just like we did last week. Do we want to end with some World Cup talk? Yes. <laughs> USA, baby. Yes. It was a great job. That was a great soccer. game. Oh, my soccer. gosh. I am soccer. so happy that the U.S. made it through. Whoever was watching the game versus Iran, uh, Christian Pulisic scored the winning goal. And he also is day-to-day with an abdominal injury. Um, unfortunate. Can we talk about how Shaq Moore has been trying to throw Dude, the U.S. Why, games? I, He's okay. bad. Yeah, let's let's real, talk about this. Let's talk about Shaq. Quick real quick here. Freaking Greg Berhalter, our manager, went five back with 20 minutes left. That was so stupid. Like, it was just a run the whole way through. Shaq Moore is bad. Why are we putting Haji Wright, who is not good, up top? Why is Gio Reyna not up there? Sorry, I'm going on a little tangent. But goddamn, come on. But it doesn't matter. We're playing Netherlands on Saturday, 9 a.m. We yeah. hate also, Dutch people. Also, we yeah. hate the yeah. Dutch. Thank God this for a... uh, Zimmerman's head. Thank he God for his head. Yes. But thank God for his head. Yes. Thank God for Sergio Dest. Beautiful man. Yes. Love it. I didn't watch the game. I was listening to it. Um. So I didn't get to see the action that was going on, but I watched the last, you know, the extra time minutes. I was shitting bricks the entire time because, you know, I'm a Nebraska fan and we like, we shit things down our leg the entire time. So I was worthy, but I'm glad they made it. Thank God for uh, Pulisic. Great game. I think we could beat Holland. I think uh, they're not like the greatest team ever. They're no Belgium, France, Spain, Brazil. Um, yeah. This is going to be. Beat them. Yeah. This is going to be a little bit different of a take on the game just because I, I typically don't watch watch soccer, I'll be honest. I'm more of more of a hockey guy, and um, I just felt from the start of the game, Iran was kind of like playing it safe, you know, not really playing with a sense of urgency. All they had to do was get a draw to advance. And then as soon as the U.S. scored, the U.S. was – they played they played a little bit more aggressive, but then they were also kind of just trying to be like, all right, let's just get the clock rolling. There were a lot of people – uh, getting hurt that were up and running around the very very next play. Uh, just one of those things I don't understand about soccer. <laughs> I would, yeah. I think it'd be hey. that is soccer. That is literally the yeah. sport. How close was that offsides though for that second goal? I mean, oh, that, man. That, that, oh, oh, so that was a no. Oof. That was a oh, that for sure would have been a second. How does how does how does soccer have that kind of technology to tell that a player is inches offsides? And the NFL can't is still measuring a first down with a fucking stick and chains. I just it blows my mind. It's because no soccer soccer's the around the world, man. It's been uh, it's been really fun you know, to watch this U.S. team so far. I think uh, Pulisic has obviously been great. Um, 
Dest has been great. Weston McKinney has been great. Tyler Adams has been great. Tyler uh, Adams those, has been amazing. Yeah, those guys, yeah, uh, those guys have been really fun to watch. I really like this team, and um, can't wait for that game against the Dutch, man. I, I really think the U.S. can go out there. We got some playmakers right now. I think they can go out there and win that game. Yep. Yep. It's humbling. It's humbling for all of us. Is the the average age for the guys on the U.S. team was 24. They're the youngest yeah. youngest World Cup team ever, and you know that's just like you guys sitting right here and makes you, you think. Guys, Damn. you're 25. <laughs> little, all of us. Little side, little side older, but. Um, yeah, and that's because the average went up because we have a 35-year-old absolute monster in Tim Ream in the back. Um, MVP? Maybe. Hey, but last thing, support the U.S. Don't gatekeep soccer. Uh, let's go World Cup, USA. I will say that I usually think soccer sucks, but I watched the game today, and I actually had a great time. It was exhilarating. World was Cup soccer is awesome, I mean, man. Especially, it especially when it's U.S. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's like, fun. Came out of the gates and they were like wanted to win the game. Like it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, too many, I don't know. Like, I, I, second half, uh, that that point, Headley, I think was very true during that England game too. Man, US came out there, they wanted it. US, that and, England game was like it was fun, but like imagine going to a nine innings of baseball and then everyone just goes home zero zero like that. I mean, yeah, like, I don't really want to get into I that was, discussion. I'm just saying the I US, was edge, man, they were edging me, and then I just didn't even climax. You know what I'm saying? US was <laughs> playing with some. US was playing with some swagger that. Game. Yeah, I really US, US England, US England, yeah. we were the better team. I didn't get to oh, put yeah. in my yes. two cents because I was sick, but US was the better team versus England. Shout out to for sucking, dude. Shout out to Brits, man. <laughs> USA, baby, 1776, and you know, got destroyed. US by 1776. <laughs> um, they still haven't beat US, right? England hasn't? Nope. Correct. Not in the World uh, Cup. Not in the hilarious. World Cup. Not in the World Cup. The last thing hey, I'll say too before we – I was going to say, the last thing we'll say before we wrap this up is Saturday is going to be awesome. 9 a.m. World Cup game. It's going to end right around when those 11 a.m. championship games are starting and the rest of the day we got championship college football. The whole day is filled. Uh, cannot wait. This is going to be an awesome sports day. Yep, yep. And then Dude, for, anybody, day for anybody who doesn't know – it is now the not knockout stage, so there will be overtime. There will Let's be go. There will be a overtime. The, the there day will be goodness. A I want to see a shootout. There will be extra time. I don't want to see a shootout. I think I want to see good. the US Dude, shootout. Shootout. That's just a coin awesome. flip sort of thing, right? No. No. Oh, there's actually like skill to a shootout. I thought they just dove. Like I don't know. Definitely. Well, it's, just, um, it's just definitely luck. Though I could, <laughs> I could go into. I could score a goal in a shootout. I could go in depth in that, but we are a uh, professional sports gotta, media. You just got to kick the goal and hope the goalie dives the other way. Well, all you got to do is go <laughs> upper ninety every time. The goalie doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They just, they just dive. Correct, Connor. They have hey, no man, skill level running. whatsoever. Yeah, they have a skill. <laughs> correct, correct. It's too close. It's too close for them to know. Hey, man, man, make that a fucking different. quote. Make that a quote, man. <laughs> they don't. They don't know. Put they it on the no t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking speaking of t-shirts, this is way off topic. I got the new Matt Rule New Era t-shirt. Fucking love it. I'm gonna wear Let's go it. Matt Rule. Yeah. Let's go. 
with that though we can start wrapping things up i think we're we're gonna be at two hours for this episode but that's yeah, okay because it's a long episode regular season cap and champ week coming up so we love to see it uh thank you so much to all you guest pickers for joining us can't wait to see who comes out on top postseason you guys have been awesome seriously so thank yeah, you so much great. i said yeah go ahead and take it away yeah i'll go ahead and sign things out here thanks again andrew redmond and greg especially you greg because i know you're over on eastern time your hour ahead uh, appreciate you guys sticking it out listening all year long joining us for the second time this year you know it's anybody's game here to get the guest picker of the year award and i am excited to see who wins um, i can't wait to present the trophy because it's going to be i'm going to try to get a pretty decent trophy for you guys so thanks again for joining um thank you to all the listeners and viewers this season without your guys support we would not be where we're at right now we love doing it for you guys our heart and soul is in it for you um if if you're not already Make sure you're following our social medias. If you're not at this point, I don't know what you're doing, especially if you've been listening all season long. Uh, to the viewers, listeners, even if this is your first week or you've been listening all year long, we do seriously appreciate your support. Um, another huge slate of college football, championship weekend. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be things you didn't see accompanying. Uh, hashtag spoiler makers. Um, and, you know, as always, I hope you guys have a fantastic and safe weekend. And go big red, baby. Go big red. Go big red.